I love a beautiful lawn. You love a beautiful lawn. Everybody loves a beautiful lawn, but they don't love how long it takes and how difficult it can be. And that is where True Green comes into play because it's the easiest and most affordable way to get that beautiful lawn. Let's be real. You've got plenty of other things to do in your free time than focus on your lawn care. So let True Green take care of all of that hard work while you get to do everything else that you want to do like go play golf. Here's what you need to do. Visit truegreen.com. Okay. It allows you to do you let them do the lawn care. And if you visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, that is all guaranteed. You can trust true green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. It's truegreen.com. Get started now. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman and coming to you from, yeah, literally the media center. We're live. Patrick McDonald here. Hey, Pat. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Not from the media center, but wow. I mean, holy cow. What a freaking tournament. I don't think there was really a missed shot for the last hour or two there. It was just unbelievable golf. I'm sweating over here. Like it, it was, <laughs> it was legitimately. I mean, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the leaderboard. So Fitzpatrick, Scheffler, Zalatoris, Matsuyama, Morikawa, McElroy. It's a who's who, and for the vast majority of it, I had no idea who was going to win. Oh no! And I was, you know, I was sweating a little Denny ticket. I'm not going to lie, and I was watching his featured group, and even even he he was unbelievable today. Uh, to even kind of have a chance there. And yeah, like you said, Morikawa with that charge, he had three rounds in the 60s, you know? Ima- imagine if you told him that at the beginning of the week. I- I'm sure he would have taken that in a heartbeat. Uh, and then Hideki, you know, five under 65, round of the championship. And I mean, Fitzpatrick just had, honestly, the huevos down down the stretch that put on 15, uh, not blanking when Zalatoris made that birdie on the par three. And then being able to hit that clutch shot out of the fairway bunker on the last was... I mean, it was it was ridiculous. It was nuts. Uh, we're going to go through all of this. I can see from my spot here uh, that KP is uh, typing away. So he's going to try to join us here in just a second. But we're going to rock and roll here, Patrick. And I'll tell you what, um, this golf course, you know, the, the little bit of rain that we got overnight, like the quarter inch, it, it took a little bit of the fire out of it, but it was still very difficult. It still demanded that you hit all the right shots, it still was going to require a full-on, complete examination of your of your golf game to get this thing done. Yeah, and I think, uh, I know Greg was call- on the call for the featured holes there. Uh, the par 311th was kind of like the perfect encapsulation of this golf course, I felt like, where on paper you should be able to kind of take a breather, uh, take your foot off the gas, but once you do, we saw it with Fitzpatrick three-putting there, uh, we saw it with Scheffler as well, that once you do, you're, you're really put in a, a world of pain almost. And that's kind of what the entire golf course demanded. You needed to be focused the entire time uh, throughout the entire championship. And it was uh, it was a great test. I would love to see it in the U.S. Open rotation. I don't know if it's recency bias, but I, I, I love kind of these shorter courses that, you know, 
obviously Matt Fitzpatrick, the added distance was well, well televised today. Uh, yeah. But, but the thinkers were kind of right there as well. And I, I just, I, I have nothing bad to say about the golf course. Matt Fitzpatrick gets his technically first career PGA tour victory, his first major championship. We talked all the time about waiting for that, that breakthrough Patrick, right? He had seven wins worldwide, but nothing here, nothing here on the PGA tour. And he breaks through in a big way. Yeah. And in 2022, he's kind of come out as a different player, right? And he, he came out a little later. His first start was only in February at the uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We didn't really see him too much on, on the PGA Tour early on. And he's been ridiculous, like the most consistent player on the PGA Tour and honestly slightly underrated. I think he has, what, seven top 10 finishes already this year. This was before coming into this week. And obviously, I don't know if the 2013 U.S. Amateur uh, storyline kind of tired some people out. I, I mean, I'm yes, sure it did. I, yes. I was definitely sighing at it. I was like, oh, brother, we're really going to be talking about this. But uh, I mean, he said last night that his success at this course in 2013, he felt was a significant advantage, that he just loved the vibes around this place. He felt as if it was kind of a home game with all the crowd yelling Fitzy at him and whatnot. And and it paid off. And I couldn't be, I love first time major winners. I just think it's so cool. And I'm really happy for the guy. Yeah. He, he is obviously a much different player than he was in 2013. He's a much different player than he was six months ago, right? Oh, yeah. The, the distance that he's added, the number of strokes he's gained off the tee is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he, he it wasn't necessarily a a flaw in his game, but it was something that he was able to kind of take to the next level it, it wasn't protein shakes. It wasn't workout videos on Instagram. It was just speed training, hard work, sweat. His body didn't really transform at all. And now he's just put himself kind of in a different tier of, of driver. Yeah. And I saw it earlier in the week. I was watching. Uh, he was in one of the feature groups. And the road that crosses 15, he was the only player in the field that drove it across the road. And KP was on site watching Rory, you know, an hour later or so calling it a divot-free zone. Well, <laughs> believe it or not, Fitzpatrick was past Rory in that instance, and that kind of just felt like all the hard work that he put in, like you said, the speed training, not not bulking up like the bulk, Bryson, kind of doing it a different way. Uh, it, it's incredible. And he kind of almost, looking back, was a player somewhat similar to a Denny McCarthy, and he's added that length and you know con consistently – has made strides with the putter. He's unbelievable on the greens, as we all know, and, and it really paid off. And yeah, I, I can't say enough nice things about the guy. It was just well-deserved and overdue, honestly. Goes out in the final pair with Will Zalatoris, which I love, right? Two guys trying to get not only their first PGA Tour victory, but then obviously their first their first major championship. And he gets off to a hot start. He He's two under through five. He gives one back on six. He gets it right back on eight. But I think maybe... The turning point in this, Patrick, was 15. That's where Fitzy makes birdie, Zalatoris makes bogey. That's a two-shot swing. That's really the difference in this. I, I, uh, I'm i going to take it a bit further back. I think it was 13, the par four, where he, he made that bomb, where Zalatoris was in trouble. Uh, he made that. He poured that birdie in on top of him. Zalatoris obviously converted that par save. And right then and there, I was like, okay. You know, both these guys got that dog in them right now. You know, huh. they're barking. They're barking right now. And 
Uh, th- I think that one was really big for him because he had just come off the bogey on 10, the three putt on 11, and to kind of convert that very unlikely birdie chance really kind of set the shape for the rest of the rest of the holes. I'm glad you kind of mentioned the, the, the dog in these guys. For, for two guys looking for their first PGA Tour victory, uh, they were not scared of anything. <laughs> oh, no. And who could have imagined, right, the three guys there, who would have thought John Rahm was the guy who'd kind of shrivel up, right? No one would have said that. They would have said Fitzpatrick after, you know, his PGA Championship performance. But I, I really loved what he said last night. He said, I just didn't have my game. You know, he didn't really make any excuses about it. He said that day, that final round at Southern Hills, I just didn't have it. But, you know, I'm in a much better place now. I think my swing's a bit tighter. It feels a lot better. And he proved it today. And I think most people, when they kind of have that heartache or that disappointment in the final round of a major championship, they'll just kind of brush it aside and say, yeah, you know, this or that. And he just took it on the chin. He goes, I didn't play well. It happens. It's golf. And Today he kind of rectified that situation. I'm really interested to see how this how this major win ages because there are some times where you get a major champion and and um, I don't want to take anything away from any major champion, but you get a situation where a lot of the big guys miss the cut and they're not really in contention. I rattled off the leaderboard earlier. I mean, he goes out and out Scheffler and Salatoris and Matt and McElroy and Rom and all these guys. I, I'm just I'm interested to see how we look back at this in three or four years and how well it ends up aging. And it's, uh, I mean, this is the same guy who still doesn't have a point in the Ryder Cup too. Like he's been dreadful on big stages kind of up to this point in his, in his career, right? He he dunked, uh, I, I forget he was, who he was playing in the singles match at Whistling Straits, but when it didn't matter, he, he, in his mind, he knew he goes, you know, I still need to get off the schneid here. And he dunked one in the water on the 18th at Whistling Straits to lose that singles match. And I, I think... You know, honestly, maybe that kind of propelled him to become a better player, become more mentally tough. But this is a guy, I know it's a tiresome storyline, but he's been a stud for a while. Uh, You don't win the U.S. Amateur by accident. And he's obviously been a premier DP World Tour player with seven wins across there. Uh, And he's played these tougher golf courses extremely well, like Balderrama. Uh, So I think... In these major championship settings, you know, he's not going to be one of these guys that competes at these birdie fests because his game just isn't, you know, suitable for those examinations. But in these major championship settings, he has to be considered, I think, every time. For the casual golf fan, I don't know how they'll react to to Matt Fitzpatrick winning the U.S. Open. But for like the metrics guys... This was coming, right? He was second. Lee coming into this week, second on the PGA Tour in strokes gain total. Like, strokes gain total says who the best golfer is. He's second on tour coming into this week before he wins the U.S. Open. Let me just read you off some of his recent results here. So he goes T10 in Canada. He missed the cut at the, at the Memorial, but he was like 18th, Patrick, in, in strokes gain ball striking. And he only played two rounds. He lost seven strokes putting that week. T5 at the PGA Championship. T2 at the Wells Fargo. Top 15 at the Masters, top five at the at the Valspar, top 10 at the API, top 10 in Phoenix and Pebble Beach. Like, duh, this was coming. Yeah. And it, it, like the site of his biggest win of his career, 2013 U.S. Amateur, it, it, it makes perfect sense. It, it's a big win for the analytics crowd, you know. Yeah. I know it's I know it's Father's Day, but I'm sure a few fathers are like, oh, I mean, back in my day, Jack <laughs> Nicholas, he would never. Um, right. But 
yeah, it, it, it should have, it was clear as day. Like you said, it, it was coming for a long time and he's the rightful champion, despite, you know, being able to hold off Will Zalatoris, who's a big game hunter. He's kind of the new version yeah. of Brooks Kepka, you could almost say in major championships and then role number one, Scotty Scheffler. It's unbelievably impressive. All things aside, you know what I like about Matt Fitzpatrick? Um, let me let me hear it. Kind of does it his own way, right? This guy oh, yeah. has charted every shot that he's hit since he's like, what, Jacob? 13 years old, something outrageous like that. Yeah. Um, by the way, Priest Jacob is directly to my right. Is that the most amazing thing you've ever heard? Like, let, I can just let, ask Let me see questions. that beautiful face. Let me, okay. Let's get, on, let's get some turn, Jacob. I can turn the camera. There he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I might have screwed this up, Jacob. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're running on like sticks and uh, glue here, so bear bear with us. But he tracks every shot that he hits, right? He does the cross hand. If, if I saw somebody at my local club cross hand shipping, <laughs> I'd be like, this guy's lost. He's absolutely cooked. No, like I'll play him for any amount that he wants. I like that Fitzy does it his own way. Yeah, and I think like he's 27 years old. And he got braces. And a lot of people make fun of him for that. He wears Skechers. And, and Skechers. And it's pretty much, uh, I could care less what anyone thinks. It, you got you to gotta give him respect for that, right? This day and age where pictures of him are going to be flying on social media and he's going to see them. I've seen him chirp back at a few guys before. I've seen him chirp uh, back too. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for him to go out there, be in public, wearing braces, wearing Skechers, uh, good for him. Like F all the haters at this point. And now that he's a U.S. Open champion doing it his own way, uh, you know, in a different way than kind of what Bryson did. Bryson came out to revolutionize the game and Fitzpatrick kind of, yeah, like you said, I, I really, I've been just beating the nail on the head. I can't say enough great things about this guy. I will. Uh, I will not let you, let us get away with completely downing the homies over at Skechers. The most comfortable pair of sh golf shoes I own are Skechers, by the way. Okay. And I'm okay. not being paid to say that, but I would like to be paid to say that so they can slide into the DMs. But <laughs> man, there's just uh, there's so much more. There's so much more we have to talk about. I want to talk about Zalatoris and Scott Scheffler. There, I mean, I'm watching. I'm watching Fitzpatrick do these these post round pressers right now. He's got the gold medal around his neck. He's got the trophy in front. It's just as big as he is. I'm so stoked about this. So, Patrick, we're going to keep rolling on here. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. And we're back. 
Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris, let's see, was in that final pair, started the day at four under, got to six under at 11. He gave one back at 12. He finishes at five under par, one shot back of Matt Fitzpatrick. And man, he was a quarter inch away from forcing this thing to go to a playoff. He had a really good putt on 18 for birdie, missed on the pro side. Yeah, and dummy me, I was kind of saying to myself, he was he was two over through three. <laughs> like I was like, oh, he just he doesn't have it today. You know, it doesn't doesn't seem like his day. There's gonna be another uh disappointment in a major championship, which it ultimately became, but that middle stretch of his round was ridiculous from number six through eleven. He was four under. <laughs> like to play himself back into this That's championship. Sick. And he bogeyed 12, made an unbelievable par save on 13 right after Fitzpatrick buried that bomb on him. Uh, and it was, it was extremely impressive. And to put that pressure on Fitzpatrick after he made that bogey on 15, coming back, making birdie on par 3, 16th, and then having another opportunity on 17 and another on 18, it, it really is a game of inches because 18 could have easily have gone in. And Scotty Scheffler said in his post round interview, he goes two feet. He was on, on the green. He said two feet out. I thought it was in, I thought they were going to a playoff. Um, but he, he obviously, you know, he gave, gave Sal a fist pump on the uh, putting green before they went out. And he's like, this guy's his time's coming soon. And it, it's ridiculous what he does in major championships. It, it really is. And they did something on the broadcast of his putting stroke. It was, it was yeah, ugly. They did, they did him dirty. <laughs> with it. Yeah. So dirty. Should have been like viewer discretion advised. Uh, yeah. But he putted pretty well. I think he only, he missed what a couple yeah. inside. Yeah, so we got okay. to, we got to talk about, we'll talk about the major championship thing, championship thing, but the, the putter thing, it's really ugly. Oh, it's also really effective. He doesn't yeah. miss a lot of those putts, even though it looks like he's going to jack them off the green. He he does not miss a lot of those putts. And then the further he gets away from the hole, the much more fluid that stroke gets. I know on Saturday he led the field in strokes game putting. I can find out what he did on, on Sunday, but he putted very, very well this week. Yeah, it almost looks like uh, like an NBA player in the post doing like a little hezy hey hesitation move. Backing yeah. down someone, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It doesn't look right. It comes off the toe, but it goes dead center. So fault him, you know, it's not pleasing to the eye, but it's effective. And that's at the end of the day, all that matters is that the ball is in the middle of the bottom of the cup, and he does it pretty well in major championships. Thirteenth in strokes game putting this week. If if yeah. Will Zalatoris averages finishing thirteenth in strokes game putting for the next. 30 majors he wins five of them sorry fourth for the week what was he 13 13th in, in round four fourth for the week I'll, I'll raise the number if wills altoris is averaging fourth in strokes gain putting uh for the next 20 majors he wins six of them yeah i mean i'm not disagreeing and all these putting <laughs> performances have come in major championships too like the masters Past two years, unbelievable. He was great at Southern Hills. And one, once again, he was great. So it, it's ridiculous. It, you got to imagine it's coming soon. 
Uh, I don't know if it's going to be the Open Championship per se, but hell, maybe next year Masters or something. Here's the here's the major championship performances, and I will be the first to admit when he told us that he was a big game hunter and that he was a I think he described it as a major championship specialist, something like that. I I gave that a little chuckle. I was like, huh, this guy's got like two top tens. Cool. Like must must be nice to have that much confidence. No, he was he was right here. So uh, there it is. Thank you, Jacob. So two, four, uh, six top ten finishes in majors missed. Two cuts. Uh, that 2018 U.S. Open was as an amateur, right? So he's basically got what uh, six, seven, eight as a professional. Six top tens. He missed one cut and he withdrew for once because of an injury. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's the new version of Brooks Kepka. That's really that's all you joke. can say. That is a joke. Right. What well, that that graphic that's on the screen right now is a joke. I know. And it, I mean, three runner ups in his last five weekend appearances in a major championship. If he makes it to the weekend, he's he's in that final nine. He's right there. It's ridiculous. He now has three legs of the, <laughs> what do we call this? Silver slam? The Louis Silver slam. slam? Yeah, where you finished runner-up at a major. So Louis accomplished it. Louis completed the, the Louis slam, the Silver slam. It's it's kind of a gift and a curse, Patrick, right? Like, you know, to to be in that position is amazing. But to not capitalize, I feel like eventually will be turned into a negative. Um, just ask Tony Finau. Luckily, Zalatoris is not gotten that treatment yet. Yeah, and it's because it's he's young. He's still, what, 25 years old? But... If he was, say, 30 and doing this, it, the the narrative would be how many more opportunities is this guy going to have to win a major championship? So he's lucky he's doing this young. He's getting all the heartbreak out in his mid-20s, as most people do. Uh, and I'm not just talking about golfers. But it's I, I don't really know what else he could do to win a major championship. I mean, he just got, he ran into Justin Thomas, obviously there at the PGA championship who played a perfect playoff and Fitzpatrick for the most part outside of 10 and 11 didn't really miss today. I mean, how many greens and regulation did that guy hit? Did he hit like 16 or 17? And when you're faced against that, it's extremely difficult because this guy's just putting pressure on you hole after hole. And I'm, Outside of a few drives there on the back nine, Zalatoris was just as good. And a couple of those putts on 17 and 18, if one of them falls, we're talking about a playoff. Uh, yeah, Playoffs? Thank you. Nice. That was good. <laughs> I watched him do that in person. That was sick. He was so fast. He heard the word. You, you said, and he was headed towards the mixer <laughs> to smack that button. That's how quick he was. Um I think Kyle had said it on HQ. He's like four, Zaltors is like four strokes away from having three major championships or something completely outrageous like that and, and almost got himself in a playoff here. Um, my only, the, the, the country club's an awesome venue, right? It should be in the road, like all good. We should come back every year for all I care. It's awesome. The only thing I would change, I think, was that turning point on 15. Fitzpatrick hit a significantly worse drive than Zaltors did. Uh, yeah. But because Fitzpatrick missed by 30 feet, he was in the trampled down area and had a perfect lie. The walkway that was that's cut lower and a trampled down. And because Zalatoris missed by 
seven feet. He was in the thick stuff. And Zalatoris advances it forward, hits it into the front greenside bunker, cannot get up and down, makes bogey. Fitzpatrick hits a big boy shot to the middle of the green. Then or and then he makes the putt, right? That that's like the turning point moment. That's my only like only knock against this place was that situation that happened on 15. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think 18 could have been set up a bit differently because we saw all week got, guys were just blasting it right into the trampled down area because if you're in that bunker, for the most part, outside of Fitzpatrick, we saw it with Rom yesterday, you're kind of dead. And we saw people blast it way left into the merchandise tent, get TIO, uh, TIO relief and yeah. be fine over there. And so... I know the logistics behind the whole event is ridiculously hard to handle, but come on, just move those tents around a little bit and have, you know, have some high rough there on 18. So these guys don't really have a bailout zone and have to have to split the fairway. That merchandise tent's like a hundred thousand square feet. I don't know where else they're going <laughs> to do. It's massive. It's like, I've never seen anything like it. There's 600 variants of hats in there. There's 15 hats by 30 different manufacturers. I've never seen it before crazy <laughs> yeah i don't know man i don't know scotty scheffler scotty scheffler almost added another unbelievable mark on an already historic 2022 resume because had he won this and he ended up finishing tied with wills Torres for second one shot back of matt fitzpatrick if he had won it it obviously would have been the fifth win. It would have been the second major championship. You would have added a, another 3 million bucks to the earnings, putting him at like 14 million. And honestly, Patrick, when he made the turn and he made the turn in 31, four under par, it felt like that was going to happen. Yeah. I, I think he might be kicking himself about his third into eight. Uh, he, he left it at his feet, right? He hit it to the top, spun it back to his feet where he, was four under through his opening six. And it's like, this guy is going to run away with it again. But those holes on the back nine kind of, kind of gave him fits. The same stretch as yesterday, uh, bogey on 10, three putt 11. I uh, then kind of just was trundling along a little bit before that birdie on 17. And that, that one on 18 was just as close as Alatoris as it felt like it, it was ridiculously like just burned the, the freaking edge maybe just a touch too much pace and yeah all these guys it, it's tough to really criticize them but Scheffler was phenomenal once again it was just that stretch yesterday where he just plummeted down the leaderboard uh that those you can't really have those in major championships and get away with them and Scheffler was so good that he still gave himself a chance and that's unbelievable that's really impressive but it's, I think it's that approach shot on eight and kind of that middle stretch of his third round and final round. That, the, that's going to be biting him in the butt. Yeah, I think he's already basically locked, locked up third in the tour championship if he does not play again, something like that. So he could start at seven under par if he does not play and everybody else goes nuts. It's, it's kind of nuts what he's already done. I'm glad you brought up kind of the second nine. So he played his back nines this week. It's a par 35. He played them in 35, 31, 39, and 36, which is a lot of volatility in range of outcomes, especially when you're trying to close out a major championship. Yeah, he played the par 3 11th in three over for the week. 
He had yes. four wet shots and he played it in three over. Uh, oh boy. Hang tight. I'm seeing oh. I'm seeing movement. A I think he's KP. coming in our direction. Uh he is. He's giving me the uh -oh. look. He's giving me the eyes. He's getting all uh -oh. set up. We're gonna have Kyle Porter here and just put show your face so that the people know that you're that you're actually here and in, in person. There it is. Okay. Wow. We're gonna we're gonna get him set up here. Uh one more thing on Scotty Scheffler. What 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 does he have to do to get the credit that he deserves? Right? Like nobody thinks this guy's the number one player in the world. We called it a heater for as long as possible. Is he just have to win every major championship before we actually like give him the respect? For being the best player in the world, he is very unassuming. Like most of like the number one players in the world recently, I feel have had a pretty outgoing personality. And he was asked on Tuesday or Wednesday about wanting to be a potential spokesperson for the PGA Tour, like a Rom, like a Rory, like a JT. And he said, you know, what? they deserve all all the credit in the world. <laughs> but he's Around. like, I'm I'm more than okay being in the background, letting everyone else get all all the credit in the world and kind of just play golf and I think that's why we don't really give him the credit that he he truly deserves and he was he, he was super slept on. Remember, you know, one of the comments that came in on Wednesday was are we sleeping on Scotty Scheffler and you know, obviously everyone was. Kyle Porter you good, is here. Kyle? You good? There's a lot going on. Uh Jeb Blue Amiga says go away, Kyle. We prefer Patrick McDonald. That's fair. Patrick's smarter, funnier. Uh, Jeb Blue Amigas. Okay. Kyle says, <laughs> Kyle Hipwell says Kyle is having an effect on Rick with the it's a joke. Oh yeah, I've picked that up from you. So, Wait, so do I now say that? I call yeah, you yeah. You always say that's a joke. This thing, yeah. that's a joke. Oh, that's a joke. And then yeah. I, yeah. I, I've started to say it. <laughs> I, thought you meant, I thought you meant like explaining a joke, explaining that something is a joke. When something, yeah, that's is a actually joke. a joke. It's like it's like Zal Torres has six tops, six it's top. It's a tens. joke. It's a joke. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. Welcome. How we doing? How are you doing, uh, KP? I'm, like I'm, I've got. Per we, I've, I'm kind of strung out here. I've got a, I've got a wire that's connected to my earpiece. We're, we're, we are, uh, we're, we're making the most of it. But um, I gotta say, off the top, I know you guys have probably already talked uh, a ton of Fitzy and Zalatoris and everything. This was, this was a really fun week. You and I together doing HQ, doing pods. Um, this so. Can I just say like what I'm writing about? Because I, I think I was it's, gonna ask you what you're writing about. I, so I think it's the, I think it's the story of the week is you start on Monday with like the worst parts of professional golf. Phil trading his soul career <laughs> soul for ten million dollars or whatever whatever the number is. And you end it with the very best thing in professional golf, which is when the personnel on 18 can't contain the fans and you get a first time major winner crying with his parents on father's day and Rory hugging him and a duel between two, you know, under 30 guys that it, it's just, I mean, you were out here all week. It's, it's the best, like major championships are the best form of golf. And that ending the back, the whole back nine really was like the best, tournament you or the best ending to a tournament you can have and i just can try I, I just can't help but contrast that 
to how the week started, which was just disgusting and slimy and weird. And I don't know. That really stands out to me. I, it definitely feels different when you're here. One million percent. I was trying to mine into this on HQ and I'm not sure I, I <laughs> got there. Live has, they're going to be a problem for the PGA tour, but they're also going to have their own problems. And I think the biggest problem they're going to have is creating their own stars, which is going to take too long. And I also think they are decades away from having what we just saw, which is history. Yeah. And being able to say that this is the 122nd something. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're a star and you watch what just happened with Fitzpatrick, yeah. even if you're not a star, if you're like a, a big, excuse me, a big talent who's like 22, 23 years old. I don't know how you watch that and be like, you know what? I want to trade that for any amount of money. You, you can't, you can't, we don't need to get into live. I don't want to talk about live. Right. Um, and what, what I'm trying to say is like, you can't trade the experience that Matthew Fitzpatrick, Matt Fitzpatrick had uh, on Sunday or this week. You, you can't, there's no amount of money in the world that they can purchase that. It was insane. It was it was extraordinary, and I think that we just get into we've gotten into this like cultural thing where we think money can fill the void for things, and there are experiences that that I mean we've all had life experiences that you can't. There's no amount of money that you can you can have that would purchase those. And what we saw from Matt Fitzpatrick is uh, is one of those experiences for, for professional golfers, and and these guys might be giving up that opportunity, just even the chance to have that experience for to double their salary to triple it to quadruple it i'm talking about stars i'm not talking about like the richard blands of the world right how how much do you guys think uh like that finish with those stars at this place was important for this week i uh, i think it was and i want to get patrick's take on this because well mostly because you and i are talking a lot but because we talked about it on, on hq which was where does this rank in terms of majors from the last few years? I, I don't know that. I don't listen. Like I don't know that Fitzpatrick is going to turn out to be like this huge star on tour or in majors or anything. Obviously, he's improved a lot, but for me, it was more about the quality of this major and the excitement of it on Sunday. Yeah, was up there with any I can remember. I mean, P the PGA was really good, but not until like the last what hour. This was really good for at least the whole back nine and most of the day on Sunday. What do you think, Patrick? Did it feel did it feel did it feel like this had to happen this week, one week after the first live event? I thought it was great because there was a lot of like redemption to it too. Because you had Zalatoris mm. who had just lost the playoff. You had yeah. Fitzpatrick who was just in the final group at the PGA championship. And you had you had them trying to beat John Rahm, the defending champion. World number one, Scotty Scheffler. And when it came down to it, it was those two guys who really had the real chance to win, right? I know Scotty came in there with that birdie on 17, but it was must watch for, I felt like the entire day, which the PGA Championship, it was obviously a great finish, but if Mito doesn't hit that shot, it's kind of like a, eh, you know, type yeah. of major championship. And yeah. this one, like you said, Kyle, was one of the more exciting ones that I can remember in recent memory. It could have been, and it still might be, like this might go to, if, if Fitzpatrick wins three more major championships, we'll look back and say, wow, he got his he got his first one here and he outdoed all these other guys. If, you know, Scotty Scheffler goes on to win a bunch, 
oh, the one, you know, one that got away, not got away, but one that he got beat on was here. If Colin Morikawa doesn't shoot, I'm looking at the big board, 77 on Saturday. He goes 69, 66, 77, 66. That's 77 KP, his highest ever score in a major championship. Even if he shoots a 72, uh, let me do the math. He wins this thing. Yeah. Is it an elements thing? Because it wasn't windy today. It was cold today. It wasn't windy. It was windy yesterday. I, I don't know how much it came through on TV, Patrick, but the wind yesterday was it. It. it, it, it I, I think the number was like 15 to 20. It felt like more than that being out there. It was also got, the guys had trouble figuring out what direction it was coming from. There yeah. was a lot of looking up in the trees and confusion and conversation. So it, it definitely played a bigger factor on Saturday. I just, I, I think that more cows watching him at Southern Hills. I think he doesn't hit a very heavy ball. We talk about that a lot, right? Or it, they can kind of cut through some of the weather and the wind. And I saw him hit a couple of shots at Southern Hills that just got batted away, like Matum like Dikembe Matumbo style, right? And um, it, are we okay? You're pointing. I was. Oh, wagging. I'm out of it. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm like. Uh, I'm. I'm writing my column in my head right now as I'm as I'm talking. No, I. I. I think Morikawa in the weather is a real thing. Like I watched it at Southern Hills and. Um, and we saw it here on Saturday. I, I don't think he just had an off day. I mean, he he didn't play well on Saturday, but I think he was extremely affected by by the by the weather. And that's, you know, that that'll be an interesting storyline at majors going forward. If he if he would have won it, Patrick, which again you could argue like, hey, he goes out free wheels, it shoots a sixty six, it would have gone down differently if he was playing in the final group. I get it. We can have that conversation, but. If if Colin Morikawa did win this championship, Patrick, the conversation that we'd be having is a guy that has three legs of the career Grand Slam and 11 starts. Yeah, and I think back to Kyle's point about the weather is he, I, he hasn't been hitting the ball great this year for his irons, right? His irons right. have been up to the Colin Morikawa standard. Uh, and he definitely lucked out a little bit last year at uh, Royal St. George's where there really wasn't any win to speak of for most of that championship. And... The one thing I'll push back on is he's still 25 years old. I know he <laughs> seems like he's Perry Ellis. He's been on our TV for the past decade. but What a reference. This guy, this guy has 11 major championship appearances. So we're obviously inclined to believe he's going to you know, be fantastic every single time. But everyone's going to experience learning curves, even the best players in the world. And you could argue to this day, Rory McIlroy at 33 – isn't a great win player. It's something that he yeah. even he needs to improve on. Uh, and so, you know, hopefully Colin understands play. that. <laughs> Did you say cut that? Well, uh, we're losing your connection, Patrick. Yeah, we got to <laughs> let you go. I'll, I'll change the conversation. Kyle, at what point did you say to yourself, all right, I don't think Rory can win? Because he put a little, little charge there yeah. on the back nine. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, he made a – what did he make on eight? That was when I said it. He made a par on eight. Mm -hmm. And that was where I was like, as yeah, and it was like when Scheffler had just gotten to six and you're like, ah, this is, this can't happen. Like this is not going to happen. So I, I didn't really follow Rory today. I was with him for like half a hole. And then I just picked up Scheffler and then dropped back to, uh, to Zalatoris and, uh, 
and Matthew Fitz, Matt Fitzpatrick, the guy who won the tournament, <laughs> whose name I can't remember. I remember yeah. him. Not, not Matthew, I, not Matthie. Matthew. Matty Fitzpatty, yeah. I believe is. Matty Fitzpatty is. I like that. Okay, yeah. Match. Match Fitzpatrick. Match Fitzpatrick. Why did we I'm call out on that? that. Match out play. On that. What was it? It was the match play. The match play. Oh, eh, I don't love that. No. Matty Fitzpatty. Someone tweeted at me for like every day for like 17 weeks straight until I started saying it, and once I said it, I was like, "This is awesome." It it is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> the Rory thing is, it's got to be frustrating, right? This this is how, if you're Rory, this is how you win a major championship. Mm-hmm. You have the best putting week of your. I mean, what did it rank? What did it end yes. up ranking in terms uh, of his? What was the final number? Ten oh six, I think. It, it was. That, it was probably his best ever. Yeah, put, I think best the best ever putting week, not major putting week, like best ever putting week. He and he finished on, T five. Five. Yeah, on the PGA Tour, whenever he had gained more than five, I think he was like nine for thirteen, converting those yeah. into victories. And he didn't. He didn't he didn't hit the ball very well. I mean, he he no. he had some some tee shots, whether driver or even with his irons yesterday. The, the the one on thirteen yesterday, he just he couldn't. I don't know. He couldn't keep it in the fairway. He made everything. He should have shot. <laughs> what did he shoot on the weekend? He shot seventy three sixty nine. He should have shot like seventy six seventy two. For sure. Yeah, what, what, where did Zalatoris finish at the Masters this year? Is is uh, what I'm getting at is McIlroy one of how many that has a top ten in all three majors? I think it's both. Of the, I think it's them too. That's it. I think that's, that's the list. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Hideki finished outside the top ten at the, at the Masters. Scheffler missed the cut at the PGA. Which my whole point is like... Markal was like 55th PGA. He's on a very short list of great performances in our biggest events, yet no one cares, and he doesn't care. He doesn't play for T5s and runner-ups, runners-up, and T8s. Yeah. He doesn't. So is it mental... Because how, how do you go win the Canadian Open and hit it great last week and then just come here and or is it just is it just I, th- I think some of this we we've talked about this before Patrick is we talked about variance with Zalatoris mm-hmm. Zalatoris loses his first like three real chances at majors mm-hmm. and Rory won like his first four right. real chances where where all of those chances for both guys were probably like 50 50 like coin flips. Well, but I mean, Rory kind of boat raced the congressional and uh, Kiowa. Kiowa. Zal Torres has lost like three coin flips in a row. Right. <laughs> but you, you just sometimes the variance skews to like one end of your career or the other. Yeah. And for somebody like, say, Phil Mickelson, it's skewed toward the end of his career. For somebody like Rory, it might have skewed more toward the, the beginning. Zalatoris might be in the middle or the, or the end or whatever, but I, I think that has a lot to, to do with this. And then you just start setting up this trajectory that becomes that guy's narrative. And then it just is, it makes it difficult to talk about them objectively because you're, you're so, uh, you're so influenced by whatever their early trajectory was. Like Zalatoris is going to get labeled this, like not by us, but by some people is like, Oh, he he's like, I, I said it like the new Ustase. And I, I don't think that's actually like, a fair, I don't think it's a fair narrative for Ustazen, and I certainly don't think it's a fair narrative for Zalatoris. It's not like he's, you know, choking majors away. He's four, four swings from three majors. He's playing awesome. Yeah, so it, it just is, it, 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 be, it does, 
I think some of it does become a variance thing. And, and uh, I don't know how that relates to, uh, I guess for Rory, it just skewed more toward the beginning of his career uh, than it did kind of the end. But Rory has uh, at least like 20 more majors in his prime. Yeah. Uh, Five years times four. Yeah. How old is he? Yeah. 30. 33. Right. I'm th- I could be Rory. I got five more good years left of potting. I could see it. You, I could see it. You could, you could be Rory. That is, that's certainly a, a sentence. The only difference is everything. Um, Decky- do, 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 real quick on Rory. Do we believe that he is mentally in a place where he can win a major championship? Uh, why not? Yeah, he's been in, he's been in within a couple of shots of all of them this year. And like, wh- like, do you do you think that when he makes bogey on three, it's because he's not mentally prepared to win or major, or just like three sniped him like it sniped a bunch of other guys? I I think I think there's something there, honestly. Mentally, no. you see him play like so freely, and I know I know you talked to him, you know sometime this week that, you know, he said he could play freely around this golf course at a U.S. Open, but his actions kind of said otherwise. Did they not? On the greens, uh, he was free, but kind of tee to green, it was it was pretty ugly. He had that kind of yeah. left miss going a lot. I I, 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 I agree with that, I think. It, it's, Am I, I'm the only anti-Rory guy right now. I'm being no, outnumbered. Uh, I see Rory. No, I, no, I, no I, I agree with you about like mentally. I, I think there's, I mean, we talk about this a lot, not just with Rory, but um, it's just hard to play freely when you're 33, yep. when you're 37, when you're 40. You've just seen and experienced a lot of stuff that prohibits you from from doing that, right? He's going to win the Open, by the way. Can I... Can I <laughs> Can I call my shot right now? What happened to Spieth? Well, with Jordan Spieth yeah. winning it by six. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That's going to be troublesome. I need to work that. I need to. <laughs> I need to workshop <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Patrick Hideki Matsuyama shot the best round of. Is this a tournament of anyone? Yeah. Sixty-five. It's yeah. got to be. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Hadwin shot sixty-six. Morikawa shot sixty-six. Uh, Oh, Guido shot 66 today. He got out early. Yeah. Was today the easiest day? No, I don't think so. I think Friday was the easiest day. Okay. Um, So Patrick Hideki, who I've argued is like the most underrated golfer this year. He's got two wins already. Sony. Zozo. Zozo, yeah. Yeah. And he's got top tens at. I keep thinking Zozo was last season. It was last year, but this season. Yeah. Golf is stupid. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the worst. Also the best. So uh I, I don't know how we assess Hideki moving forward, but I love it when he does this and he gains a ton of strokes with the putter, which he's been much better at this year. He's impossible to figure out. You said underrated. I agree with that, but I think he's the most difficult man to figure out on the PGA tour because he's battling injuries, he's getting disqualified, and then he randomly pops up like this. I forgot about uh, that. So bizarre. Yeah, that was his last start. Uh, so it's awesome to see. I'm a huge Hideki fan. I, I love when he's just throwing his iron shots into the freaking stratosphere and landing them into a five foot five circle or square. Uh, are, are you guys surprised that Hideki hasn't um, contended for more U.S. Opens? This sort of fits his his deal, right? Some of some of the putting stuff gets a little um, 
That's an interesting idea. Flattened, I think. That's an interesting. Not necessarily this week, but at some at some of these U.S. Opens, it's like I don't know. The putting feels more random than than normal. And he's actually a decent scrambler. Historically, he's a decent mm-hmm. scrambler, even though he mostly he'd gain more strokes around the green, lose them putting. But like scrambling, which is a very specific stat in relation to par, right? Essentially, at U.S. Opens, that almost becomes more valuable. Yeah. Not almost. I think it. I think it does. Sure. And obviously, he's a top what four iron player of the last ten years. Oh, for sure. Top three. I'm just making numbers up. But has minus six yeah. won the last? <laughs> uh, yeah. I love that. Bryson won by six. John Rahm won by like two. Two, I think, and Fitzy won by one. We haven't had a, a playoff since Tiger. Oh wait. Which button is playoffs? It? Hold on, I want to press the button. This one. <laughs> playoffs? Oh my god, I'm hitting the drops. It's a lot of that's power. It, it it did feel really good actually. What uh? Great. What else you guys got up there up your um, sleeves? <laughs> Ricky Bowler. Hold on. Wait, do you just want us to start hitting drops, Patrick, or do you want us to just keep talking about the tournament? Uh, yeah, we. I guess we're um, talking about the golf. Um, <laughs> give me a case of them. The Paul Casey on scribe. Um. That's it. I, I want to think about that U.S. Open Hideki thing because I think that's that's actually a pretty good idea. It, and his only close call was Aaron Hills. Aaron Hills, and that that was a yeah. weird U.S. Open. That was right? a, that was it, a yeah. Brooks just Brooks. I mean that was the one where JT shot sixty three on Saturday, right? Yeah, he had that three wood into eighteen shot sixty three. <sighs> Yeah, and then he just he kicked it away. JT didn't play very well on Sunday. I think he was a little emotionally kind of worn out. And then Hideki, I think, surged on Sunday. Right, he kind of got in the house pretty low, and then Brooks just didn't ever. I mean, it was never really in doubt. I don't think. But it was like uh, seventeen under, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brooks, fake, fake U.S. Open. Brooks is actually yeah. in our biggest disappointments for the week, but. Uh, of all these names that I have listed, uh, John Rahm is easily the biggest disappointment. I, yeah, Rahm was your pick, and and you could have. I mean, I, he was actually my pick. I went uh, against that on HQ because we wanted to kind of contrast one another. Mm-hmm. But I thought Rahm was in control of this tournament uh, on the weekend, and then today he shot seventy four. It was the worst. I think it was the worst score of anybody in in that under par group, right? Worse than Keegan? What did Keegan shoot? Uh, I don't know. Keegan came back a little bit at the end. Keegan but... shot 71. Yeah. Um, it was the wor- worst that's... score inside the top 24. Yeah, yeah that I did insane. I did not have I did not have uh Seamus Power and John Rom tied after 72 holes. That's that's a surprise to me. Seamus Power is I, I do have a question about the Irish course. Player in the world? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What's, well, up, what's up, Patrick? Sorry. The par for fifth, the shorty. Yeah, yeah. He that's where that's where it turned for him. It it, it tripped him up. It tripped Rory up. It got Morikawa. Patrick Rogers was way. Patrick Rogers. I don't know what he ended up making there, but I watched him take three from underneath the trees, and then I walked away. That that is a tricky little hole that sniped a lot of guys. It's a. Weird, I don't know if I love that hole. It's kind of a weird hole. Why? Well, you, it, it's just I don't like the shot shape you have to hit to. I, I don't. I don't know that it benefits you to go for it. Maybe that's a reason too of it because you have to hit a perfect shot if you're going for it. Fitzpatrick, What's the reward? Can you even get yeah. it to stop on the green? You you can. Fitzpatrick did Fitzpatrick today, right? Yeah, he had an eagle putt. That's a, such a freak. He he is. 
man, I said this on, I know you guys already talked about him, but I said this on what I was standing on 15 Patrick with, um, with Fitzy and Zalatoris. And there was this long wait for Rom and, and Keegan ahead of them. And I was just sitting there kind of thinking about like bigger picture stuff. And, and it just hit me that like, no matter whether Fitzpatrick won or lost, like I, I was going to think about him the most differently of anybody in this tournament uh, afterward. He's just, he's transformed himself and it's so commendable. We talked about this, I think on Friday or maybe even yesterday. I think it's so commendable what he's done to transform his game to kind of fit uh, the modern necessities of a major championship, right? I, I think um, he, he, you can't you can't give him enough credit for doing that. He was already a really good. I mean, you don't win the USAM unless you're just a a freak show as an amateur. But he needed length, he needed distance, he needed more power, and he went out and did it. And now he's kind of carrying himself with the swagger of a. I mean, not just because he won, but all day he carried himself with the swagger of a major champion. I thought it was super impressive. I always like it when a guy significantly improves one facet of their game and doesn't lose the other stuff. Yeah. It's just hard to do. It's so hard. It doesn't happen yeah. often. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was, um, it was really impressive. I got a question for you guys. If you had to bet your life on it. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> if you had to bet your life on one guy winning another major, which one would you pick out of these two Rory or Brooks? Rory. I don't think it's close. Uh, I, I would go with Rory too, just because, you know, there's, question marks uh around brooks we can say he's referring to live uh, there are question marks about <laughs> there are question marks about injury there are question marks about motivation there are question marks about maybe he's too confident kyle he told us how confident he was on friday night he shot a he's not on the big board because that only shows the top 15 um wow just, a, he, just a drive damn. by there what did he shoot on the weekend <laughs> he was horrendous too confident i'm out i'm out on brooks one in another major so am I. I'm out. I'm he, out on the the shtick too. It's like, dude, shut up and play some good golf. It's well, a, it it's, works a lot better when you win majors. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. It's cute and fun when you're number one in the world and when you're dropping like a rock and maybe going to live and whatever. It's just, it's not as not 70, as enjoyable. Seventy five, seventy seven on the weekend from the most confident major champion destroyer that we have. <laughs> the problem is, I in. I didn't get. I wasn't in on him until after he had already won all his majors, and now I'm in, and I need to be out. And I, and I don't know if I can get out now. <laughs> yeah, now you're stuck. Damn, you you bought what Bitcoin like four months ago, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, yeah, like more like <laughs> three weeks ago, I think. You bought the ceiling. Uh, quick, just quick on this because Patrick, you alluded to this. There's uh, likely some potential live announcements coming next week. Oh, a a Abe's gone. A Abe answer. Yeah. That was announced uh, today. Is yeah. he the highest ranked guy they have? He's the twentieth. DJ. DJ is thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So, and of course, Patrick. Uh, more speculation from guys, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I should just randomly throw out who I think's going, or if I should be like a good person and not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what we can. I think. I think what we can say is there are just being here this week. Rick and I have heard a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of rumors about, and and I don't know. I've heard every player's. Going. Yeah, yeah. You could you. That, I was gonna say I heard like Colin Morikawa was going. Jay Monahan might be going to live based yeah. on what we've heard at 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 uh, the U.S. Open this week. But legitimately, there's been names that are in the top fifteen or top, we'll say twenty five that you'd be like, 
whoa, yeah. like that's that's not good. And I I think my question is like, I, and again, I don't we don't need to do more than like thirty more seconds on live. Is like when does all this come to a head, right? When does when does the OWGR board or the master or whoever, like when, when does it all kind of come to a head and then we know kind of what path we're taking into the future. That that's my question for the next couple of months. Maybe it's at St. Andrews. It's kind of the culmination of this summer, this year, Rory wins St. Andrews and then just, they give him the PGA tour. He just owns the PGA tour. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I actually heard a rumor that, the OWGR does not approve players that don't have an average of 75 players per field. Have you heard this? Uh, I tried to find documentation on it. I couldn't find it. No, I, I would believe that, though, because I think I think the OWGR, the article that I read, I, I think it was by Michael McEwen at Bunkered. It, it was kind of like, I think that's where I read it. I hope that's the right source. Um, it was kind of like, yeah, we can approve or disapprove based on not making up criteria but it's a it's a pretty loose like sure. yo, know, like this isn't a real thing but the problem again that they're going to run into is like if if 20 of the top 30 players in the world are there it is a real thing and i don't know i don't think so because they're only yeah. gonna be in the top it, it, 20 for like six more months yeah sort of. let's move on i don't let's yeah uh let's do here here's what we're gonna do we're gonna re recap our best bets real quick we'll recap the one and done we'll put a bow on this amazing u.s open I'm gonna bounce. Okay. Look at this. Yeah. In in wow. the flesh. <laughs> what a week. What uh just, okay, give, us, give, us final, give us your final thoughts. My final thoughts are one of the best pure like final days I've ever attended at a at a major. Not the best winner, not the most exciting like final shot. You know, you got Rom's two birdies at the end of last year that were more exciting than I think any single shot this year. But just a pure, amazing, um, take everything else out of it golf tournament that uh, that golf at the professional level really needed, and I got to spend it with you. It was great. It was amazing. Rank your rank. How do you rank your first uh, covering your first major in person? I rank it number one. Because <laughs> well, <laughs> out of ten. Yeah. Okay. So it's definitely. I'm definitely. In the moment, so it's going to rank higher. Like if I go yeah. somewhere else and it's like the most amazing thing, that'll change. But I think what we got was a really fair, solid test at this golf course with a lot of history, which I think always ranks highly. Mm -hmm. And we got a really great leaderboard that this event was not decided until literally the last stroke that was hit on 18 green. Those are things you're not going to be able to say about a lot of major championships one way or another. So I have to rank it like a 9.1. It's... I think that's fair. Having been to several over the last few years, I think that I think that's actually, I think that'll hold up. I think that's fair. Um, it was a blast. Glad we got to do this. I remember my first major that I covered in person. I was lost for like three and a half days, literally, figuratively. Had no idea what I was doing. So you did a you did an awesome job, and I enjoyed uh, enjoyed spending it with you. Thank you. Likewise, uh, I'll see you in like five minutes. <laughs> Kyle Porter, you can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. And he's going to go back and write a story that you can read on CBSSports.com. And I'm sure it's going to be very good. Uh, Patrick and I are going to take you the rest of the way. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% 
will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. I've got best bets, and I've got one and done update here, Patrick. Best bets. I went with Cam Young over Billy Horschel. That pushed, and Patrick... Can I tell you a little bit of a story here? Oh, this that is not very solid, that thing. Okay. Let me hear it. Cam Young, thank you, Jacob, made a quad, which is an eight on number three on Friday. I think it was number three on Friday. However, it was originally put into the system as a seven instead of an eight. Then they changed it to an eight. But the shot text didn't match up. So it was almost implying that he was a thank you. Okay. So it was on number three. It was almost implying that he got to within one foot of the hole and then he hit it 200 yards back down the fairway and then he holed out from there, which obviously I hate hate when that happens. Right. (laughs) So we had this huge issue and we're the only people who care because it's like, oh, I guess he cared because it was a whether or not he was going to make the cut. Uh, But we cared because of this matchup. And I guess it ended, they ended up correcting the shot text. He like whiffed one green side. So this pushed with a quad and an ace within four holes of each other. Yeah. And I mean, he tossed in like three more birdies, didn't he? He almost made the cut after going like birdie, birdie, hole in one, birdie, birdie or something. Yeah. So that, that stretch was quad bogey. Birdie, ace, birdie, birdie. Yeah, and then he made the, he played that side in one over. What a freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else we got? Coach went with McElroy over Rom minus 140. Take it to the pay window. That's good. Sia went with Rom over Morikawa and James Pyatt. Uh, no, because Morikawa flies up the leaderboard, shoots a 66, beats Rom by, I can do math, eight shots. Eight shot difference Ooh. on Sunday flips this one. Damn. Yeah, that stinks. Coach and Sia both had uh, Sunday sweats on this. At least you got yours out of the way Friday. Yeah, my my push money back. I could reinvest it in something else. <laughs> one and done update. 
Oh my gosh. Oh no, he was not the winner of the week. I thought I thought I thought Sia was finally the winner of the week. So Sia Najad went with Rory McIlroy. He was the lone wolf, Patrick. 674,953, moving his season long total to 3.5 million. Now closing back in on Kyle again, only $400,000 behind. Rory got him a lot of money. When uh did you guys start this in the fall? Yeah, we've been going forever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was going to say Jeez, this Kyle and Sia. Like 42. <laughs> okay. Do you guys have a, a, bot, a last place uh, punishment or anything? We should now that it looks like it's not going to be me <laughs> or you. Right? I mean, this is... Yeah, implement it now for Kyle or Sia. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob. Jacob can just come in hot from this mic. Hold on a second. Yeah, take Sia the mic. Jacob's coming in. Uh, look, I dropped like six places today. It was an absolute tumble. Just like, <laughs> yeah, just like me and and Brooks Kepka, Kepka just absolutely fell down the leaderboard. So it's embarrassing. I picked Matt Fitzpatrick last week in Canada. Mm. So I I talked with Sia, who is an attorney, and I think there's a pathway via NAFTA that mm. I can get some of his money. Smart. So we're exploring that option right Smart. now. Smart. No, that's sharp. That's sharp. Get your money anyway you can. Kyle and myself. Oh boy. We went with the the confident major, major destroyer in Brooks Kepka. And thanks to that uh, 7577, we got 38,695. Um I'm with Kyle, man. I'm out on Brooks. This is tough. Tough scene. Yeah, and I mean, he just like doesn't really play. And then when he does, it's you think back to 17, 18, 19, and you're like, eh, he he could do it. You know, we've we've seen it, and it's just not the case anymore. Jacob, sorry, bud. The full the full goose egg. The only goose egg out here, Louis Eustacen, uh, who obviously doesn't care about major championships. He's getting that. He's getting that live money. Yeah, and he got drugged down by Phil on Dude, Thursday, that, Friday. I so. actually feel most. I feel horrible for Shane Lowry. Yeah. It was Phil, Louis, and Lowry. Lowry got stuck in the containment group. So yeah, they all they all missed the cut, right? Yep. Every, yeah, all three of them. Missed yeah. The and Jacob got passed by everybody because Greg, the fans, and yes, even Mark had Will Zalatoris. One point five million. Our consolation is that it wasn't three point one. Which, by the way, they released these payouts. I think this was the largest major championship purse we've had. Three point one five to Matt Fitzpatrick. So Zalatoris splits uh, T2 money with Scotty Scheffler. So the consolation is that Mark did not get the full 3.1. Damn, that's a lot of Skechers for Fitzpatrick. Oh my gosh. That is a lot of Skechers. <laughs> Mark's up to $11 million. What What is the likelihood any of us catch him? Uh, I think there's a pathway. There's a pathway. You, you got... Uh, you got to win the the open. That's probably going to be close to three. You'd assume, right? Mid two. Yeah, you probably. assume that now there's now there's like a weird gamesmanship. The RNA doesn't want to come in at twelve million, right? When when the USGA drops seventeen and a half. Yeah, I don't know. So it's probably going to be at least the same as yeah. Masters and uh, PGA. Maybe fifteen. What what the yeah. Masters have fifteen? That sounds yeah. Right. Those two had fifteen. I think, I think it was fifteen. Yeah. Uh, so you win that, you're only a couple couple behind. 
Oh boy. Coach had <laughs> Jordan Spieth, 22,848. Man, Spieth was never real. Well, I, okay. This feels like a year ago. He was sick, right? The stomach bug on Thursday, oh, shot a couple over par. I didn't hear much about his, his uh, gut the rest of the week, but that was obviously a disappointing, a disappointing major championship for Jordan. Yeah, I didn't really see too much of him on coverage or live streams, but I think his irons were pretty good the first day and kind of just ran out of steam there. <sighs> All right. What else, Patrick? Anything else before we get out of here? I got nothing, man. I got to call the old man, wish him a happy Father's Day. I uh, got a oh, birthday yes. in the family too, so work is go. not done happy- for today. Happy Happy Dad's Day to all the dads out there. Yeah, following Matt Fitzpatrick, along. Happy Father's Day. Matt the Fitzpatrick, dad of the happy, open. happy Father's Day. Uh, all right, Patrick McDonald. Well, hold on. Let's talk about next week. So DFS preview Monday. Uh, Mega preview pod Tuesday. Are we doing that? Okay. <laughs> Wednesday there will be something, probably a live stream to answer all your, your betting questions and round by round recap. So that is like Jacob. That's a, that's a daily pod. That's a week. That's every day. We used to not be a daily podcast, but we're thrown in Wednesday now with producer Troy's help. So you heard it here first. The we're first wow. pod is now shout a daily Troy. podcast. Shout out producer Troy. We're just flooding the market, you know, just like yeah. live. We're just going to flood it with daily golf podcast content. We Love subscribe it. to, uh, Quantity over quality, I think. Mm-hmm. A combination of the two. A combination of the two. Uh, okay. We also are the Sung J.M. of podcasts. We don't take any weeks off. No, we don't. He was out on the range after missing the cut. He was. Um, grinding, some might say, but also because Hartford is like an hour down the road. So, I looked it up. It's 97 miles. Yeah, so he was, huh. I think he had his hotel just booked this week. Yeah. It's a good field, too. The best good facilities. field. Yeah. It is a good, good field. Travelers Championship next week. TPC River Highlands. So uh, we'll break it all down. I'm off a couple days next week. Uh, so You deserve it. Thank you. Much appreciated. Patrick McDonald at Amateur Status on Twitter. That's producer Jacob. He does all the hard work. Not even really behind the scenes this week. Mostly in front of the scenes. Uh, you can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.